Hello everybody, it is your Dungeon Master M. Deweese here. I hope you all are as excited for Halfway to Heroes Campaign 2 as we are. We are absolutely stoked. We have been recording and we cannot wait to get these episodes out there. I am going to be playing the prologue to Campaign 2 right after I'm done giving these updates right here. And then right after that, we will get into the Q&A wrap-up session of Campaign 1 where we answer some questions from our listeners and also some questions from me. We had a lot of fun even recording this Q&A wrap-up. It really brought us down memory lane to Campaign 1, and I, I, I genuinely am going to miss Campaign 1. But at the same time, Campaign 2 has already been so much fun to prep for and record and uh, get, get ready to release it, so uh, I, I cannot wait for that also. And we are now happy to announce that we have got our launch date for Campaign 2 that is going to be August 31st, the last day of this month. And from there on, we will be back to alternating Tuesdays. And if you miss the refundables, definitely after this Q&A session, you may, then uh, don't worry. We will probably be doing at least a few one-shots with them uh, scattered about if I ever need a, a, a break from planning or something like that for uh, Campaign 2. So they are not gone forever. We will definitely surely have them back for at least a couple of things. And yeah, uh, enjoy this promo. Um, I will give a little bit of insider information into this promo as soon as the voice changes and it is me reading a prologue type thing that is literally the first word of campaign two that is the intro to campaign two so you can figure out how far we made it into our recording session of episode one before things already went haywire so i hope you enjoy this uh, sneak peek into campaign two Campaign 2 of Halfway to Heroes. Darker, grittier, and much more dignified than Campaign 1. We see the Forever Storm, a 50-mile-wide storm centered on the Severed Key. Though dangerous, it is vital to the survival of nearly every being in this slice of pizzazz. <laughs> this source of energy is... <laughs> I forgot the name. <laughs> you motherfuckers named it. I forgot the name. Pizzazz or pizzazz? Pizzazz. It sounds like he said pizzazz. It's supposed to be pizzazz or whatever. You know what? I, you know what? I fucking knew that was going to happen. I forgot all about it, dude. Okay, maybe not. But either way, join us every other Tuesday wherever you get your podcasts as we start a brand new story featuring four monsters that have put aside their differences if they're to stop the armies of men once and for all. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Halfway to Heroes Campaign 1 Q&A slash recap slash wrap up. Not recap, because we're not going to be recapping the episode. We are going to be wrapping up the episode. Um, <laughs> actually, you know what? Let's go ahead and recap it. Barry, happened in the, the whole no. season. I don't remember this now. Uh, <laughs> I mean, are you for real? Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> okay, you know what? I'm going to try Barry, Barry, okay, you've got 30 seconds to wrap up the entire campaign. Can you do it? Let's try this. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. And if you can't, you're fired. All right, I'm starting so, to. All right, wait. The time entire starts. campaign. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yep. oh, episode dude, one no to episode way. forty-four, and your there's time no way. starts. This could be a new trailer for um, uh, like the old campaign. You can just <laughs> pop that in there or something. Okay, <laughs> dude. Your, 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 your time starts now. Wow. Okay. So there was. How school. do we even start? No, no, yes, school. That's right. No, yeah, we started in school. There's four of us in school. We all met. We became friends. We called ourselves the, uh, the uh. Oh my god, <laughs> the funky four. No, not the funky four. <laughs> we were the refundables. The, the refundables. The, the refundables. That's what it was. Yes, we became the refundables. <laughs> we won our competition. We became school. And that's thirty scrimmore. seconds right there. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even get through episode one. We were, you were close, man. You literally Almost. didn't get one oh, episode. That's a lot of pressure, man. Yeah. That's a lot of pressure. It is. It's hard to do, but um, that's okay. We we didn't come here with the intent to recap the entire campaign. Instead, we have a couple questions from listeners. Um, 
I think I even added a question in here for you guys. And if you guys come up with any questions, you guys could even ask them yourselves. Um, and then, of course, we're going to be, I don't know, we may be able to like kind of do a little teaser for campaign two at the very end. But uh, first, I think I've got a question that I'm pretty excited to hear the answer from you guys. And that one is... Um, Geez, did I really not? I put down the person to ask every single question, except for apparently the question I really wanted answered. Wow, uh, which was <laughs> what was what, a letdown. what were was your most memorable part uh, of the campaign for each of you, like separately? Yes, yeah. So whoever's got one off the top of their head, just any kind of scene or uh, episode that I know mine. Really- for Mine sure. was one that we didn't catch the recording on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the same for me, dude. The deleted scene. That was probably the best one. I mean, not at the moment. It wasn't the best. Because me and Adam hated each other at the moment. <laughs> but There was a lot of tension that night. But, like, no matter how, like, everything I did just, like, worked. And Adam just kept getting more pissed. <laughs> <laughs> What would have what would have happened if we would have just let Jeremy go die somewhere? <laughs> like, what would you have done? I mean, his, the around? horse came back. The horse did come back in it, so it worked out in the end. And I do think Clyde got to sit on Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was really funny. That was really funny. Yeah, I can believe that actually ended up working out. You caught the whole My. town on fire with your stupid spidey shoes of flames. Yeah, you did. <laughs> no, Is that how it happened? I thought, I thought Johnny, or I thought Clyde somehow caught the town on fire. I could not remember yeah. what he did. Yeah. Sure he cast like, a, he cast like a fiend fire type yeah. thing or whatever. I was like running. I got the entire town on fire. He said, my horse is gone. I'm I'm burning this town with down with me. <laughs> <laughs> and like they ran in, stole the little red stone. Yeah, was, you distracted them. Yeah. I, I mean, we basically walked yeah. out with it. And I started climbing the building and jumped over the wall and ran. And you're like, well, that's that's it. 20 guards <laughs> coming at you. So, yeah, the uh, the oh, um, uh, what's that arc? The uh, the wrestling arc, the wrestling match yes. almost didn't happen. If Johnny's recording would have would have worked, uh, we would have actually gotten that wrestling match in. It would have been a very different arc, but they still did end up getting that. Um, uh, wind orb. Uh, one way or another, you guys are gonna get that fucking wind orb. <laughs> I think that honestly is my most memorable scene is the way we finished the wrestling match and how we won it. I thought like, that was pretty sweet too. That was it gonna was. go a lot longer, but the dice were in your guys' favor that night, definitely. And nobody got out. Everybody stayed alive. That was what was cool about it. Because me and Dustin yeah. knocked a guy out each, and we stood yeah, on the back. Yeah, you, like, self-sacrificed, yeah. So, so we weren't out, technically. We were just, we and just then, couldn't get back into the ring. And then me and Ubo, like, tag-team the last dude. I think Larry the Laser went out in a good, like, five seconds. Yeah. He, he didn't, didn't last, last very long. Rip, man. Or rip. Uh, when we found out the where all the doorknobs were going. And then we <laughs> no, all just I love that. Yeah. Oh, that was so tasty for me. Because Rux, I didn't, I, I didn't know how I was gonna rope that back in. I knew from early on that Rux was the one stealing all the the the, the random shit. Because you guys brought <laughs> Rux back, Rux, and then yeah. you guys just, just like kind of forgot him. about him. And I was like, I'm just gonna have <laughs> random shit disappear. So like even from the the like really early on, like episode twenty, when like you guys found out doorknobs and chairs were going missing in food, you guys were like this huge There's conspiracy. You guys were like, oh my god, the elephants are stealing them, melting them down, and making them fucking weapons. People were commenting on reviews saying, oh yeah, that we shit. were getting, we got reviews about it. Like I think it's this, and it was just fucking rocks got bored because you guys just brought them there and left them. So you just, just wasn't, he, wasn't he like, wasn't he selling them and trading them to mice? And so he said, yeah, he's. He said he went to the sewers and he would trade rats, but then he said that they would give him something and then he would smash him with the door. I forget. It wasn't me. It was rocks. Um, but yeah, you got to You got <laughs> It wasn't me. You got to know. That was just 
he was a great character. He was perfect. That was so Poor fun. Rock and then man. the way that I think it was, I think Clyde chucked a, a flop at his head and knocked him down at the end. And that's how you guys caught him or some, something. <laughs> yeah. Somebody opened a door and knocked him out or something. And no, then, no, I think, I think Clyde I, I just called him. out his name. Spidey chucked it. Oh yeah. Didn't yeah. I? Yeah. Because you saw goblin ears and you're like, well, I know two fucking goblins to the Kluger rugs. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man, that was a really good scene. Uh, Dustin, before we get to yours, I do want to just interject my favorite scene. Um, I think this one was supposed to be for the players, but I, I have got one too, and I think it may be the fucking cookie heist. That cookie heist? I think that was maybe the first time that all of us together just kind of realized that like uh, <laughs> I don't want to say like None of it matters, but like it was, it was probably the loosest scene, you know, of the show up to that point where like that's when we realized like we could just kind of do whatever the fuck we want at this point and we can make an episode <laughs> out of it. We used to fucking take a two minute conversation and turn it into an entire hour long episode just trying to decide what to do in a situation. There was so much good content that came from yeah that. some of, some of the best scenes were just like these random one off like quotes or conversations like the the fucking ship the pirate ship oh my god where it just yeah, like John is like I just I, I want to wear the fucking pirate hat that's all I want to do I want to drive the boat and then that made oh, an episode okay. then that got a whole episode of content out which is and a badass cartoon yeah that might be my runner up for favorite <laughs> favorite so favorite scene so and Dustin, you would so many good moments. Dustin, you would say the t- the cookie highs too. Well, I mean, I was thinking that I was thinking all kinds of stuff, man. But <laughs> for some reason, every time I think about this campaign, <laughs> I keep picturing that what's that guy's name? Something Bud Light, Bud Lightfoot, Bud Lightfoot, with his horse and carriage, come running through the. Johnny's Village, and we're trying to like stop this carriage full of beer. Oh, so, yeah, with the barrels, you guys, with the barrels you guys of beer. made that, in, and you guys got some free beer from it. And then you guys ran into Bud Lightfoot a couple more times. I, I, I wanted him to be a more reoccurring character where, like, pretty much wherever the fuck you guys went, you guys kept running into <laughs> the sky. Just it just, it just ended up not, it just ended up not coming up as much as I hoped. I think he only popped in oh. maybe two or three times. It was the girl that we Dude. tried to arrange a marriage with Dustin's character. Oh, the party, the, the we party at, at the, the shoe house yeah. was another fun scene where, like, it was just a big pop and party, and then, like, Merlin finished his Oh my god, dude! When Merlin, when Merlin found his fucking magic book in the library and asked to steal it. Oh, Barry, that was my forgot my, about that my, one. My second top, like, oh, dude. probably my favorite. <laughs> like, my favorite it. scene was like us, like when you did the uh, the ways we all like leveled up, like level three or whatever, got our paths or whatever. Yeah, stole the freaking library book. That was fun, and if. It, I don't think it's a question, but if there was a question about like what episode or scene I was most proud of, I'd probably say it was that um, that one because it was really cool coming up with you guys each having your own, you know, little scene of you guys get unlocking your subclass. That's when Johnny met Roberto for the first time. I guess yeah. not met. <laughs> well, I guess it was the first time you met because he died when you were a baby. Uh, so yeah, it was the first time Johnny got to meet Roberto, and it was the first time that uh, a we saw Altrex absolutely just fucking ragging on Uthor, um, <laughs> and then uh, that's when that was when Ubo got his Battlebot, and then yeah, that that book scene was a lot of fun to do too because oh, the Battlebot salesman. Oh, the battle bond salesman with that little dick kid that was being. <laughs> oh my god, there's so many. So what did we have to steal from him? There's a toy store. There was a toy sword for a kid that knew. Kid. Yeah, and the kid knew where the hideout was for um, the gang you guys were looking for, That's which was under my shoe house. Yeah, 
And he said he wouldn't tell you unless he got his toy sword back. And then at Dude, the very end, he made a comeback with that toy sword and was hitting an ill. That was such a that was such a fun like the whole experience that it was like so well thought out and played out like fucking props to you dude because that was such a good campaign there's so much information yeah, there's, and depth I, always, to it. I keep forgetting about all this shit and you guys are mentioning it i'm like holy uh, fuck like, <laughs> there's a lot like i was a dm and i forgot like until so until you mentioned all oh, the the battle bot salesman that was fucking funny. Yeah, that was so dude. funny when you guys, uh, everybody had their own part, and then Mer- you guys sent Merlin in, and then he cast suggested on the fucking kid or the kid's dad. I, I said no. I suggested that he was grounded. <laughs> yeah, because he almost caught in Ubo. Yeah, he almost. Busted oh yeah, us. he did catch you guys, and then Merlin cast suggested yeah. on him. Like no. We're cool. You go ground your kid. <laughs> oh, dude, so good. And then, of course, I always have to mention fucking Clyde's conversations on the flip rock with freaking yeah. <laughs> with uh, <laughs> <The> Wake. <laughs> Let me use that to um, go into uh, this question for um for me where it was any standout npcs and what did i like about them because uh when jerundu sent this question i immediately thought uh obviously i really liked playing klug the kind of bumbling idiot but one of my favorite things was being wake in those conversations <laughs> which made me answer this question to jerundu as i liked being wake almost like certainly like the only like the core reason was for these <laughs> conversations um because it made me think like their relationship is so fucking weird and so complicated like why does she put up with Clyde <laughs> and then like she really like thinks like the world of these four and it made me think like we really need some prequel episodes to find out what happened from year one to year four with Wake and U4. Because she really did truly like see the world in you guys. But at the same time, all those conversations with Clyde. I'm like, what? And so I'm just like, that, that, that relationship was so fucking funny to me. And anytime someone's like, all right, I, I'm going to give this ending sound to Clyde. I always thought like, I always got giddy inside. I was like, <laughs> so I was so happy, dude. Season uh, three could be a prequel. Season. Well, I was thinking like we could just School. do some one shots. Everyone, <laughs> yeah. like if we need some filler, and yeah, we can make true. just like a little one shot here and there for filler. And but while I like prep for a, a session of campaign two or something, yeah, we cool. could definitely that'd make that perfect. happen. Uh, another question for you guys is um, no. I'm going to switch it up. I was going to do another Jerunda question, but uh, I'll switch it up so that um, from Danny. Danny asks, what's the biggest similarity between you and your character? And I'm oh. so excited to hear this. Bud Light. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Clyde and Johnny. <laughs> Bud Light's number one, probably. Oh, man. Damn, that's hard. Oh, uh, that is hard. It is hard. You Usually, like, my character's pretty close to me, but Merlin—he <laughs> was like an old wizard, old lazy dude. That was, that was a barber who'd fall asleep. All see, the time. If, see if I was Merlin, I could I, say, I "Yeah, I fucking hair. love naps." I cut my own hair sometimes. Oh my god, Dustin does these both right now. That's about all I can think about in my. Well, I used to have a little mustache, little twirly mustache, but not now. Dude, I have no idea. <sighs> Unicorns. I would say um, Evelyn got me on unicorns. Now that's about, that's about it. Wait, got you on? Okay, what do you mean? Got you on unicorns? <laughs> She's all about unicorns, man. So Dude, you like unicorns? No, I was like, you know, like my patron a unicorn. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I would say for Ultrex, it would probably be. That he was like, I felt like he tried to keep the group together and on track a lot. Like took a took a lead type thing, and that equated out to 
like I'd always do the episode recaps and keep everybody like you know on <laughs> on, on track of where True. we were. So I, I think that's that's pretty much a a good similar or similarity that they shared. I'd agree with that. I see Barry in real life like we're all just getting the shit. Barry, like, come on, guys, fucking hey, focus, man. focus. Hey, man, I like that fun, but we gotta stay on track. You know? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was all tracks that kind of tried to keep the party on track. Merlin, I think, tried to keep the party from murdering too many people. Uh, <laughs> he was our voice of oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. voice of reason. Um, he did. He made me really feel really bad about Arillo. his name, Old Arillo. You, you always trying to kill crap. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be even worse this season. Uh, this yeah. But this We're season, Dustin doesn't have to feel bad about it. this season. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's no. true. Yeah. Yeah. I think Arillo was the first time that, like, I really wanted to just throw in, like, you, don't want, you might not want to kill everybody, but uh, you had to hit that first road bump, right? First, uh, yeah, um, you know. I'm trying to think it, of some uh, Ubo Sean. I feel like uh, I'm, like, Ubo's not. He he's never very serious, and that's how I am in real life. Like I'm always just fucking goofing. Yeah, Uber was a BS goofball. Yeah, he never took. I don't think Uber took a damn thing serious the whole campaign. <laughs> <At all. laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, man. he was definitely the comedic relief. Okay, I'm gonna. <laughs> most I'm gonna try to get these going a little quicker because. Uh, we started off on a pretty slow roll on uh, <laughs> on the answer to time. Um, so uh, Zoltar asked me if there's any inspiration for this campaign. It was kind of a two part question and what inspiration I had for it and also how much did I plan ahead at the beginning. Uh, so my inspiration was pretty much I really liked Illithid. And I wanted Illithid in the campaign. <laughs> and then from there, I started thinking. And then I thought, hey, it'd be cool if there's like a um, whole school dedicated to like defending against Illithid. And then the second part, how much did I have planned at the beginning? At the very beginning, I thought you guys were going to be starting year one at Scrimmar Academy. And we we're going to be like having a school campaign. And it wasn't until like, I think like a day or two before we recorded our first episode, I went on a run and then it like all hit me that I was like, oh no, we should have it where it's the last like day of the school. And then they just graduated. Um, so all I had planned at the very beginning was you guys, when we graduated in school, I had the dungeon planned. And then I knew the twist at the very end was going to be that the Illithid actually, this is their home world, and you guys were the invaders. Everything else, I Dude, yeah, nothing else. That's so fucking good. Yeah, I, I, it's so funny because like when that plot twist happened, I fully expected like everyone to just kind of like gloss over it. So like I was just kind of like I just kind of like threw it out there. And then I tried oh, to go dude. past it. And it was like, wait, wait, hold on, hold up. Wait a second. <laughs> and then, like, I, I just, like, expected, like, us to just kind of, like, steamroll over. I didn't know we how big... We almost turned against the Cubans. I know. Dude, I didn't know, like, like, how big of a reveal it was going to be. I, to me, I was like, oh, man, like, that's what I had planned the whole time. I was like, it's going to be their home world. And then from A to B, whatever happens in the middle happens. And uh, so when we actually did get to that twist, I was, A, like, very nervous about it, but I didn't ex have high expectations for it. But then apparently it did have like big, big impacts, which was very, very, uh, made me very, very happy. Uh, okay, now we will go to uh, Jerundu. How do you rate this character among any of the others you've played and will you miss them? So Barry, I think you've only played two characters, right? You played the, the yeah, gold beard. Pipsqueak. Oh, Pipsqueak. Uh I had Pipsqueak, and then I I did like I did Devlin there for a minute in that little like joint thing with the one shot crew. Yeah, uh, and then yeah, I had uh, Goldbeard. Yeah, Devlin. <laughs> <laughs> what was his name? Merlin Longbeard or something like that. You know, 
Yeah, or something long. I think it was Galley of Longbeard. Yeah, Galleon. I That's thought it started with a G. That was and we got to we got to play with that a little bit. That was when we were doing like the actual tabletop sessions and stuff. But yeah, I don't. I don't. It didn't like I didn't really know too much about the game then when I was playing it like that. So I'd say Ubo or not Ubo, but Altrix was the first like real experience I had with making a character and 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 playing them. Yeah, um, but like what was the question like how did it compare or like yeah like how do you how would you rank it amongst your only other characters played and like are you gonna miss this character oh definitely like Altrex was i mean that's Altrex, you know like i'm gonna miss the shit out of playing him but i definitely did have fun playing pipsqueak and trying to do that like cockney accent and <laughs> you know when we, that whole campaign was really fun too that little mini campaign we did that I was a, fun. I had a blast for that one. Uh, but yeah, all tracks all the way, man. He's 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 my number one. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so you other three have had a bunch uh, of characters. Yeah, I don't. Are. I yeah, I don't know. I guess I guess your guys' one shot onslaught characters are probably um, as many sessions, probably a little bit more sessions played for them than these ones. Lord Sean Snow was my first one, and like, I when I started playing that, I was like, ins- I instantly liked it. It was like, you know, super fucking fun because I just was being goofy as fuck. And then uh, Ubo was kind of like, like slow, like a slow build. Like at first, I, I really wasn't sure. Like I'm like, I don't know if I like this. <laughs> and then. Yeah, and then, like, maybe, like, a couple episodes in, it, like, overtook Lord Sean Snow. Like, now, <laughs> Lord Sean Snow to me is super boring to play, I'll be honest. I love Ubo, yeah. don't get me wrong, but I absolutely fucking loved Sean Marston. <laughs> like, Oh, yeah, well, Sean Marston, yeah, that too. One my fa- that's, like, one of my favorite characters out of all of them. That was a slow build too, but yeah. Now he's, now he's stuck on Sean oh, yeah. Yeah. Uncle yeah. Herschel's breakfast. I'll never forget that scene. That was the funniest shit. That's another <laughs> scene. Dude, I- yeah, Shitty Cowboys is nice too because like it's like I don't really even have to do much. It's more like it's stories being told to me by Tron. <laughs> and and it's funny agree. every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, it's, and then stabbing people in the dick. Yeah, it's like oh, yeah. For me, it's like combat related and then Jerundu like carrying my ass in story. It's <laughs> awesome. Dustin, how do you feel about Merlin? Um I'm definitely gonna miss Merlin. He's probably one of my one of my favorites, but I've I've had too many. I can't even count them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's also hard when you've got a new character that you know is going to be coming into a new campaign. Yeah, so like, that's exactly what I was just thinking. Like this new guy, I feel like he's going to be my favorite out of all of them. But, um, Ooh, that's, that's uh, exciting. Like but, that just got me. Merlin, Merlin, uh, he started in our, in our play by text game. <laughs> and, <laughs> I would always have people wheel me around in a wheelbarrow <laughs> when I couldn't, when I couldn't play, and I would just say that I was there, and I don't know. Kind of grew from there, and I don't know. I just, I do really like Merlin, but like I said, there's just too many to compare anymore. Okay. Uh, so I'll go to one for me. Uh, Sash asked if. Uh, how did I find my first ever homebrew went hard parts, easy parts compared to running one shots. Um, so yeah, I only ever ran published campaigns and DMs go to one shots. So it was really hard to adjust to like, Hey, it's a lot more freeing being homebrew. Like I don't have to remember like, and NPCs like specific names and stuff I get to get just come up with stuff on the fly um, so I liked I liked that but I also did kind of lean into 
it being kind of like running one shots where I try to make like each arc kind of like episodic where we would go to Flander Dash and I'd prep Flander Dash like a big one shot. And then we'd go to, um, you know, we would go to uh, Mirand and when I'd prep Mirand like a big one shot. So that's why it kind of lent itself to being broken up like that. And I think that's probably going to carry on into campaign two a little bit. And uh, we'll see how that works when we get started. Uh, and another one. So this one's from sticks for you all. Um, for time's sake, I'm going to cut the question back. It was looking back. What are three choices you wish you could change in character? I'm going to change that to just what's one choice that like you wish in character you could change about what you did or what your character mm-hmm. did. I wish I wouldn't have got drunk as fuck and passed out that one time. Uh, I don't know what would have happened, though, if you didn't. Jeez, that was monumental right there. <laughs> Fucking Jeremy, man. He got... I, you know what, Sean? I can't believe you came up with that answer so quick because, honestly, like, if you would have succeeded, you would have probably succeeded your save because your intelligence saving throw is so mm-hmm. high. And like, would have turned the tides there. I don't know. <laughs> would have been <laughs> that would have been wild. What if? What if Jeremy never got the orbs and couldn't go down and open the doors to the elder brain and couldn't? She like, oof. <laughs> That's, <laughs> like I don't, I'm I'm so glad you got drunk and passed out, Sean. But yeah, they're I so could, out of character, like like out of dude, Ubo's character too, because like this, this, it like seems I've never like we would have like planned that or something. But like yeah, that was just like, like, something so you just purpose. came up with that night. You're like, hey, I'm I'm celebrating. I'm uh... <laughs> yeah, drag me back. <laughs> yeah, I can. De- I think Ubo's got the probably the most definitive answer out of anybody here, most likely, unless somebody can top no, that. I definitely can't. I can't even think, man. Mine would be. <laughs> I straight up said Uba has never drank before, but I'm gonna get fucking shit faced. <laughs> I can choose the one moment. <laughs> it was the yeah. fucking most big problem that we could have had. <laughs> it was because you guys were celebrating. You just got all four orbs. No, we just me, won. Dude. We just won the wrestling match too, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah you just run the. You just that's, won that's the wrestling match, and then you just got the fourth orb. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. No, I don't. I don't. I don't think we could top that. I don't think we could top that. I really don't regret anything about or would change anything about all tracks and how I made it, except for killing Overload, dude. Yeah, that, that's it. Uh-huh. That's all. That's all that I regret. Yeah, yeah. Merlin, any regrets? Maybe about not chatting it up with Mer- uh, Manly enough, or uh... never making the move. <laughs> Yeah, I I actually did want to like make some kind of move like during the podcast. <laughs> I just never. Found it right <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um. Before Johnny gets back, and I can ask, I actually uh, came up with a question, um, but I'm going to ask that when he's there too. Um, what else did we get? We also got um. Uh, let's see. Sash asked if there's anything that the party missed. Um, I'm sure there was. I mean, one thing. One you said thing you dropped was, a bunch of hints towards something. Towards the reveal, like the. One, well, I also dropped. So, um, so one thing I know that you guys missed that. I mean, I guess you guys didn't really miss it. Uh, I hinted at like when you guys attuned to multiple orbs at a time like they got exponentially better so like I had statted up the orbs for like if one person attuned to all four orbs like the insane mayhem it could cause Um, but like I kind of liked how you guys all just chose your orb from your hometown Um, and then um, yeah so like I hinted at the, the crystals quite a bit um, and how they were kind of like a place marker for the the last remaining elder brain, and it was pretty much just at the very end, like when it smashed down, you guys climbed out of the hole, you guys saw like the remains of the crystals. <laughs> so like, uh, I guess we finally did like uncover that, but like, yeah, it wasn't like a big thing. Um, until then, um, 
so yeah i don't think you guys really missed much i had a question for i i know johnny's answer well you know what i don't know johnny's answer for this because i think johnny's gonna have two he's gonna have to wrestle with uh i wanted to know what your guys's favorite magical item you had throughout this entire campaign was and um <laughs> maybe it may be a two-part question like what's a, maybe what's it it might still be your favorite but what's a magic item you wish you used more so johnny we'll start with you i think you've probably got the easiest Alright, uh, well, obviously my Spidey Flops. Mm. See, I was going between Spidey Flops for you or the Alchemy Jug. I didn't know which you would pick. Yeah, the Alchemy Jug was huge for... So it were the Spidey Flops, though? I mean, they were. They were. He walked on the wall so many times. He even That's how he got uh, rocks, wasn't it? He was walking on the ceiling or something. So, yeah, I have a couple of... Uh, well, I have a lot of shit. But yeah, Alchemy Jug, my Spidey Flops, definitely top two. I think it's probably Alchemy Jug, man. Every campaign I ever play with you, you have an Alchemy Jug. <laughs> yeah. Okay, my most used Alchemy Jug. My favorite, my Spidey Flops. Okay. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, we can um, make it like that. The one I wish I used... Well, no, I, well, no, I used my cup and string a few times. Yeah, Toxic Ghost Daddy. Um, <laughs> I don't think I ever got to use my jar of bees, which you did and you missed. Yeah, yeah, I fucked it up. (laughs) You saved it to the final boss fight. (laughs) You fucking missed my chime opening, which means I could have locked, unlocked doors (laughs) at any time, and I never used it once. Never once. Oh my Damn, Johnny had some good beast. answers to that question. I'm glad I asked it. <laughs> the, the fact that you say that fucking jar for so many episodes and then you miss it. Yeah. <laughs> I had so many opportunities and I was like, no, nah, I'm going to save it for a good one. Save it. Save it for the boss. Fight, but no. You had like a plus <laughs> seven to that roll and you rolled like a nat one like or a nat two. two. Yeah, it was like epic throw, well. like epic scene build of him chucking it and just like barely goes anywhere. <laughs> what about you, other three? I feel like I feel like Clyde really had the majority of items because he kept buying these cheap ass items that seemed uh-huh. like they were useless, and then like he yeah, would. I spent. So I don't know. I spent very little money. On I feel like, like that. My my most significant item was the Afridi bottle. Oh yeah. But the most useful one was like the immovable rod. But that was oh, you guys used the immovable rod. Which, I think multiple times. Time. Yeah, and Johnny had times. one too. God damn yeah. it! And then at one time, me and Sean <laughs> used both of them. Yeah, to open up yeah. the fucking doors. Yeah. Dude, I, I love those things. That was gonna be a fucking puzzle. How are you guys gonna open the doors without the orbs? Because you need the orbs to open the door. And you guys are like, I just put my fucking removable rods right there. Cool. (laughs) There goes that fucking page and a half of writing I had. Mine is probably my ring of grammar. Yeah. Super cool. I always had a list pulled up. Like use it maybe once. I could type a word in, and it would change one letter around, so I can like kind of go through all my spells, and it was really. Fun. I I wish I used it more. Like there was this one like, uh, chill touch. I was gonna use chill couch on something, like just make a chill couch. Maybe that monster could chill on the couch. You know what I mean. <laughs> Dude, when he was, when he was drunk, we was drunk in the basement one time, and he was all these sexual spells he could change. He's like, "Oh man, I can change this to that." <laughs> like like hex, I could just call it sex, and then like these monsters just start doing it or something. You know? <laughs> they just leave us alone. <laughs> oh Very, what kind of? I don't know uh, what just, kind of items alter, but uh, you know what? Except the hot tamale sword. Uh, yeah, so that that's definitely it's top contender there because obviously it created some badass oh, moments. Yeah. And always had the hot tamale sword ready at hand, uh, but that were my docent floppy joe man because oh that's another fucking that's scene like, right there, joe, man. That that's supposed to be like a like a super advanced piece of technology and the dude sounded like he was from the fucking sticks. But then eventually he upgraded it, remember? 
<laughs> yeah, I had Uber tweak it a little bit floppy. finally. Yeah, but <laughs> floppy do what you know. <laughs> yeah, that's a good answer, Barry. And that also reminds me back to like the very first question: memorable moments. That that scene where I, I was <laughs> yeah. describing this like epic. You know, you guys first saw the Illithid ships entering atmosphere and coming down. And then you're like, hey, let me talk to this fool. <laughs> and then I was like, <laughs> and then I was like what's he sound like? And for some <laughs> reason, somebody said water boy. And I don't remember why <laughs> it got to water boy. <laughs> I don't either. And then that, that was one of my favorite scenes <laughs> also. Yeah, I want to listen to the whole campaign again, uh, to be man. honest. To this day, I, every time I hear Floppy Joe, I hear the Floppy Joe song. I, yeah. Floppy, I, we all, I almost said his name that's what it was. starts with an F. It has no. to start with an F. <laughs> and so I think Barry said Floppy Joe or something. Yeah, and then what happened like was we went down the line, and we were like, Floppy Joe, that reminds me of Sloppy Joe. That reminds me of Adam Sandler. Hey, that reminds me of Waterboy. <laughs> we just like went down like that. Um. <laughs> So I think we've got, uh, I'll answer one more question that, uh, was it, it was Drundu asked me, Drundu asked me how much of the campaign went according to plan and how much did it go off rails? Uh, the only part that really, really sticks out to me is going off the rails was you guys fucking killing the Tarrasque at the end. I did not think in a million years you guys would actually kill that. I thought if you guys killed the brain, the Tarrasque was going to die. But Johnny had other plans and Johnny kept <laughs> fucking with the Tarrasque and he just kept uh, tr really trying to kill that thing and uh, he did and now uh, I think like li listening back and while I was editing like the Tarrasque they're supposed to have like some resistances and shit um, but like if you do the math honestly the Tarrasque may have survived like one more round but like you guys were definitely fucking it up way more than it was fucking you guys up. You guys would have killed it eventually, even without its resistances. Um, so I don't feel like we cheesed that really any. I feel like you guys really did surprise me with that one and take it out. Um, for the players, the last, I think this will be the last question we ask in this. Um, if you could have chosen. Uh, one other this is from Sash if you could have chosen one other uh, player's character or an NPC to play in instead of your character you played who would you have picked so if, if the table was open all the NPCs were on the table and all the other three play characters we were on the table at the same time should we okay It'd yeah, if anyway. anyone's got it, I'll do a countdown once funny. everyone's got one. Same thing. Hang on, I don't. Ah oh, man, I so yeah, who I would have picked any other character or any other NPC, and that was, and if you played it as if that was your character for the entire campaign, so you have to. Yeah, that's gonna be hard. Oh, I don't man. know if anyone's gonna know. say the same one. That's that's a lot of NPCs and characters. Just go first, from. Dustin. What do you got one in mind, Dustin? I think yeah, Dustin's I got one in mind. I think Ubo. You what? play Uvo. Yeah. You like Uvo? Uvo? Was it for <laughs> was it for just his personality or his uh like, like that mixed with just an artificer sound? Okay. Hell okay. yes. I'm the man. <laughs> <laughs> that or uh Larry Laser. Oh man, that's a I hard would really <laughs> Okay, wait. Dustin did just sneak in that or Larry the Laser. Holy shit. I would love to play a campaign as Larry the Laser, but my voice would get fucked afterwards. Talking like this the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with a G string on. Oh man. <laughs> Got the G-string gun, man. We need to make that. Pew, pew. I need. I need to make Larry the Laser as an actual player in a campaign. <laughs> it used to. It fucking blew the entire outfit off of somebody down to a G-string. Make make it and put a G-string on him. It's fucking just the most random shit like that. Oh, dude, I want to play Ubo's mom. 
Stay, stay home and bake cookies. Ortiz, <laughs> you don't even go on the adventure. You just bake cookies the whole yeah. time for forty hey, what are you episodes. Doing? Making cookies. <laughs> we just yeah. we're recording with the other three, and then we'll cut back. Hey, Ortiz, what are you doing? <laughs> making, making cookies. Making peanut butter. Today. I don't know. If this is the the NPC, but the abdominal snowman. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> you had to talk to the horses. Abdominal. To tell them to lay down. <laughs> no, we had to fight one, didn't we? The, uh, yeah. You fought one in one shot onslaught, and half oh, yeah, of right. you hid in the snow and avoided oh. it. And uh, yeah. God you damn, had to talk to the, the horses and tell them to That was a funny scene, too. I used my ring of animal influence. Yeah. I would have played my horse. <laughs> I don't even remember what his name was, but I know Steamroller. 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 Steamroller was a really lazy huge. one, right? That Clyde couldn't convince <laughs> yeah, he, to lay down. <laughs> he was super yeah. fat. And then he you're like, like I'll Clyde horse. was like, I'll give you I'll give you a fucking slim chip if you lay down or whatever he said. <laughs> <laughs> and he was fun like, okay. <laughs> yeah, damn. That was fun playing all this uh those horses. That's another thing that does that surprise Darryl. me. Uh, whenever you guys find a way to talk to plants or horses and shit, that's always fun. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, you know what? I do you wait? Do you guys have any questions? Uh, before I've got a, I've got a question that I just thought of to ask. Um, uh, at the very end, but I want it to be the last question of the, the night. Unless you guys have any for each other, me. What was a really big, like, kind of like, well, fuck you guys kind of moment for you that we like thwarted something like kind of like when you had the the stones and you had that whole big thing and you didn't know that I could speak deep speech and I was able to read everything. Hey, guess what? You probably just answered that for me. It was probably the stones (laughs) because I thought for the stones that you guys may like just say, fuck it. Let's test it and i was gonna like maybe have like a roll or something and like it may go really bad it may work depending on how well you guys rolled and then you're just like i fucking can speak this language (laughs) and then that's yeah that may have been like the biggest like me scrambling trying to figure out what to say (laughs) yeah i think so well uh my question is what are you most excited about campaign two for? Fucking shit up. <laughs> That's what you're always most being, excited for, being Johnny. Bad and taking names. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just uh, just to see. I don't know the other side of it. I guess like because we're going to be bad guys. But good guys at the same time. So how that's going to play out? There's going to oh, be a lot of be chaotic, neutral, chaotic evil. That's it, going to be it's going to be a little so crazy. in a lot of ways. It's kind of the reverse of halfway to Heroes campaign one. I'm just that's just now dawning on me. Like you guys are going to. It's kind of like you guys are the illithid. In we're going to come one. back with the Illithid, take over the Earth, eliminate all humans. But if you, but if you think about <laughs> I mean, it, we really, we really can. We can meet up and get yeah, them well, on our you side. You guys are inhabitants of this world. So are the other people that are coming to kill you. But like, you guys had just as much claim in this world as they did, and then like you guys got stuffed into this little small spot. Now you guys got to defend yourself. It's kind of like the Illithid in Campaign One. But then they did mention that they just really like eating like little kid brains and stuff. And then like <laughs> it really, uh, yeah, was, yeah it really made much. it so that it kind of tipped the scales in your guys' favor. But this time it's going to be a lot more black and gray, I think. So yeah, that is going to be fun. I'm excited. I got to make sure about my voice. Dude, yeah. Every dude, time I, I do a voice like voice. that, the maintaining consistency is always an issue. That's funny to me when shit goes like way off the wall. What I'm most excited about is seeing these four characters, these four brand new characters, brand new voices, brand new relationships. It's going to be way different than campaign one where we started with you guys having a four year relationship with each other and knowing each other. This is going to be where. It's going to be very loosely 
knowing each other, if at all. Um, so I'm very excited for that. And uh, yeah, I'm, I, I think with that, we'll be able to uh, kind of wrap up this Q&A. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Campaign One. And I, for one, am extremely excited and nervous about Campaign Two. It's got a lot of hype to live up to. When are we starting campaign two? I will be ready right after this. I've got like two questions I need answered, and then I will be ready for campaign for episode one as soon as you guys are. Are we supposed to be evil? Because I think I got the wrong alignment. I got lawful good. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, <laughs> you, you don't need to be. So that's the thing, right? You guys are the monstrous racist, right? But it's really, really not black and white where, like, you guys could be deemed the monstrous races, but that doesn't mean that you've got to be evil. But, but, and uh, on the same, on the other side of the coin, uh, Pendle, if, like, you know, if you are, like, more lawful good or just, you know, neutral good, whatever, if you see uh, Marcus snacking down on somebody to regenerate, like you would be more, more used to that. It's not like you're going to be like, "Hey, you stop that, you vampire!" It'd be like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm fucking used to that. I live around yeah, monsters, and I'm going to need you to trap people for me sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> help me, fun. help me get some blood. I'm, that's what, that's another thing I'm really excited about is just seeing how Marcus has to do every three days and get a feeding in. Yeah, and then like so, so do I still have to do the sunscreen shit too on top of oh, that. Yeah, like, yeah, for sure. There's <laughs> gonna be a lot to take care of this character, and I'm gonna make sure I don't <laughs> drop in an alchemy drug just willy nilly. You guys will really have to work for it. <laughs> An alchemy drug uh, that can make suntan lotion, <laughs> a specific suntan lotion, <laughs> SPF two thousand. <laughs> but yeah, uh, everybody, uh, we will be probably going live. I mean, I'm hoping that we launch campaign two in August, uh, which would mean that we record at least like an episode or two prior to the launch. So, I mean, it's the first week of August right now as of us recording this. So uh, by the time this, yeah, by the time this goes out, August will only have like a week or two left because this isn't going out until um, like 10 days from now. So. Uh, if you're listening to this right now, campaign two is probably very, very soon. So stay tuned, and uh, yeah, make sure that you give us a five star rating review if you haven't yet. And let's hit two hundred in this season. Bye, everybody. Majestic Goose Podcast. Honk.